Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Find us on social media, Twitter and Facebook, and on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll find our full free show archive there on the site, or just search The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player. You can also subscribe to the ad-free version of the show, plus get access to our montages and my digital books, and that is likewise on the website. It is Monday, February 20th, 2023. I hope that everybody had a relaxing weekend, those of you who have Saturday and Sunday off. Maybe you got some stuff around the house done. Maybe like me, you're always cleaning, always trying to keep things organized. I do that a lot outside. We've got a lot of dust that blows around here in Tucson, so I try to keep things outside cleaned. We've got a little tiny raised bed of vegetables and plants in the backyard. And for some reason, I'm not exactly sure why it is, we get these uh, two doves that sit on the porch or the little wall around our porch in the back. We have a little townhome. And they just kind of walk around the ledge. And we used to feed them little orange slices and uh, little pieces of fruit on occasion. And uh, they, they used to like those. They eat, rip them up and then throw them over the edge and, you know, want more. So they walk around and they'll sometimes they'll hop down into the porch and then jump back out. We get all kinds of birds. We got hummingbirds, hummingbird feeder, uh, little quails. We have a little tiny plastic pipe that's a drainage system, little plastic pipe that comes in underneath of the wall and then it goes outside outside the wall. And uh, sometimes little quails will walk through the pipe into the, the backyard, back porch area and they'll kind of peck around and then they'll walk back out through the pipe. A whole family of them, actually. Uh, there's a bunch of them that live just around the corner here. There's some big bushes and plants they live inside of. So there's the two doves, though. They sit there on the back and they always seem to always seem to be looking in to the 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 bedroom. And I've I've woken up sometimes and I'll just see these birds sitting there, kind of staring. That's what it looks like anyway. And other times I'll, you know, I'll notice them out front. Same exact birds. I'm pretty sure they're the same exact birds. These two doves will sit out front. We have a little front uh, porch area that's also walled in, little gate. And they'll come out there and they'll kind of walk around the edge. And we have a big window out there on, that separates the living room from the porch. And they'll kind of sit there and look in the window. And it, it started to actually freak me out a little bit. Uh, maybe midway through the, the first year we lived here, I started to get a little, I felt weird. Like I don't actually think, <laughs> I don't think that these birds are spying on me by any means, but you start to get that weird feeling. They're always there. And sometimes I'll go from the living room to the bedroom or the bedroom to the living room. And these birds seem to follow me. And Maybe it's coincidental, but it just feels like these birds, these birds are, are watching me, these two doves, not the other birds, but just the doves. And I've also noticed recently, if I leave the door open to my garage, not the garage door itself, but the side door that takes you into the patio area, uh, there's a bird that loves to attack the mirror of my car and then 
poop all over the car. I guess he gets really scared and nervous or he's trying to fight this other bird. I'm a big bird guy, so I'm always looking for birds. I'm going to be that 80-year-old person bird watching, you know, when I get older. So I love birds. I'm a big bird guy. But I'm starting to get irritated with the bird that's pooping in my car and scratching my mirror. And I'm also kind of, uh, I'm a little bit freaked out by these doves, to be honest with you. They just, they keep looking in. They keep looking in the windows. So, you know, I've thought on occasion uh, that there are a lot of other people who feel the same way. And it's more than just tongue in cheek. There are some people that actually think the birds are spying on them. In fact, we've mentioned this on a few shows in passing that there are some theories, quote unquote, real conspiracy theories that circulate the internet, circulate social media. And those theories get a lot of traction with a lot of people, either ironically or people that are very serious. There certainly are people that are serious about it. And they believe that birds are spying on them. Not that the birds themselves are spying on them, that the birds themselves are actually not birds. They're robots or drones sent by some shadowy agency to watch what you're doing in your bedroom, your living room, to follow you outside. I'm not sure why or where these birds are coming from or what, you know, why they're watching you, but this is, this is a conspiracy theory online. And we've mentioned it on the show in passing before. And it's, it's, it's humorous. You get, I get a chuckle out of it. Every time I, every time I think about it, I think birds are, birds are spies. They're actually watching me. They're, uh, they're doing the work of some shadow organization. Now, the weird thing is, when I first heard that conspiracy, once again, like with every other conspiracy, there's a lot of different angles to it. For example, although it is a conspiracy theory, it's not originally a conspiracy theory. It's actually more of a PR stunt that environmentalist groups have used to bring attention to, well, environmental issues. For example, there's a website, birdsaren'treal.com. This is the big group, the Birds Aren't Real movement. And they go back to the 1970s, 1976, they've been active. This is what the website says. Who are we? Once a preventative cause, our initial goal was to stop the genocide of real birds. Unfortunately, this was unsuccessful, and the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. Now our movement's uh, prerogative is to make everyone aware of this fact. In fact, you know, And in fact, they actually had a uh, series of uh, TV commercials. Uh, one of them in 1987, where they're talking about how birds are not real. The government has been covering this up for a long time. So I have that clip. It's about a minute long. I want to play for you. And uh, remember, this is in 1987, long before the conspiracy theory really, really took off. Then the other side, after I play this clip, the other side of the of the bird conspiracies that some people actually believe that this is very real and it's not satire and it's not a parody or a parrot E it's not a parody or a parody. They actually believe that it's very real. Governments have replaced all birds with robots and they watch you in your bedroom and your living room and they're spying on you. Here is a 1987 advertisement, kind of a PR public relations uh, stunt by the group birds aren't real. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. We all remember where we were when that happened. 
But what if I told you that something far greater was at play in this very moment? A saga of government corruption so entrenched in our society that to expose it would make Watergate a mere footnote in the pages of history. For the last few years, my team and I have been investigating the biggest crime ever perpetrated on the American people. Since the Eisenhower administration, the U.S. government has been committing genocide on the entire bird population and replacing these birds with sophisticated robot replicas equipped with five megapixel cameras and a sophisticated tracking system that can follow your every movement. I know this is horrifying, but please remember, stay calm. It is estimated that by 2001, 90% of the birds that we see in the sky will actually be surveillance robots. We must act now to prevent this from going any further. Join us, and together we can make 19 1987, the year that we take back our freedom. Birds aren't real. And you get that 1980s graphic there. Birds aren't real. So that's a funny little commercial. It's supposed to bring attention to the genocide of birds. I'm not a representative from this group. I don't work with this group. So I don't know, you know, the things that they they believe at their core. I can only read what their website says. I, re- I did reach out to the group. Birds aren't real. And like with so many other groups, they've either refused to come onto the show or they just have not gotten my email. A lot of people just don't respond to my emails. That's fine. I understand that. People are busy. So nobody responded back to me to come onto the show. So I'm just going to have to use their website. And this is what their website says. Their goal is to stop the genocide of birds. And since they've been unsuccessful in doing that since 1976, the government has replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. And that is their 1987 TV advertisement from the group Birds Aren't Real. But there are two different angles to this. That's one of them, that this is a parody or a parody to bring attention to bird genocide. The other angle or the other conspiracy theory is that this is actually a very real thing. And it's a very recent thing, too. The idea that birds aren't real, that they're just robots that spy on you is a theory that has gained a lot of attraction, a lot of attraction rather. Uh, It's been very attractive, a lot of traction in the last couple of years because it's been allowed to circulate on social media. And by saying being allowed, I mean what I imply by that. The algorithms allow these types of quote unquote theories, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, wherever to circulate and to gain traction. Because they're things that you don't really have to think about. They're these absurd, extreme opposites of reality. And when people are displeased with reality, they believe and look for the extreme opposites. So there are some people that sincerely do believe, and maybe they're right, that birds aren't real. But the whole idea is actually coming from a movement started in the 1970s It's an environmentalist movement, as far as I can tell, to stop bird genocide. That advertisement I played you from 1987, though, is not too far from the truth, however, because for years now, scientists, engineers, have been working on actual drones, real drones, officially drones, the goal of which is to use them to spy on animals, wildlife, and you. This is not a theory. This is not an environmentalist movement. This is actually very, very real. In 2007, an article came out explaining 
what a shape-shifting robotic bird could do for ground surveillance or basically just spying on the average everyday person. This robotic bird is called a RoboSwift, and it was unveiled at the annual Design Synthesis Symposium at the Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands. Although these robotic birds or these robo-birds or psi-birds are very uh, real-looking, some of them, the, the designs, uh, the basic ones that are actually flying around, uh, where, where they are flying around, are just little tiny drones, like the tiny ones you buy at Best Buy or something. But uh, they mimic real organic birds. And it's likely that in the future, like now, because this article was 27, 2007, 2000, uh, 2007, 2007, uh, that in the future, which 16 years later, 2023, that birds would actually look a lot more real. And that is, that is the case. In fact, Popular Mechanics reported this last week at the end of the week Scientists have turned dead birds into zombie drones to spy on humans. Now, it's not just a fanciful headline. It's not just an attention grabber. This is very serious. A professor from New Mexico Tech has designed a method to use what amount to taxidermy birds as robots by equipping them with sensors and cameras and all of the robotic elements that turn these taxidermied birds into Frankenstein-like cyborg drones. They are a parity, if you will, of real birds. In 2007, these robo-swifts were described as such. Like real birds, the robot can adjust both the wing shape and surface area continuously throughout the flight, Onboard lithium polymer batteries power an electromotor that drives a propeller, allowing RoboSwift to follow a group of real birds for 20 minutes or perform ground surveillance for an hour. The RoboSwift's propeller can also fold back to reduce air drag. RoboSwift carries three onboard micro cameras with two mounted on the wing and one in the belly pointing downward. A displayed or a display mounted to the RoboPlane's head will beam the images to the ground where pilots can get a bird's eye view. Now that was reported on a science website back in 2007. Live Science reported that. Live Science also reported on a study in 2016 about how researchers at the University of North Carolina had developed, quote, new shape-shifting materials that allow implants to morph and change over time. And this particular article is parallel to the RoboSwift because the RoboSwift has an ability to adjust its wing shape and surface during flight, so it has an ability to use the uh, the materials it's constructed with to change and to morph, to learn, to perceive, to sense, to respond, turning a very mechanical thing into more of an organic-like life form. Other names for some of these birds, you can look these up if you don't believe me, this is very real. The first one I mentioned is the RoboSwift, also known as the Bionic Swift or the Pigeon Bot, which kind of is a funny name, Pigeon Bot. Pigeon Bot. So these are very real things. There are actually 
little tiny robot birds. They don't all look like birds. And over the last 15 or so years, these birds have become more realistic, these bird drones, because some are using taxidermied birds, real birds, stuffed birds, and turning them into these Frankenstein drones and then flying them. So they're actual feathers, actual organic bird components that they've turned into like cyborg uh, or cybirds. And then they want to use those to spy. Now, it's not just birds. It's also insects. Insects, not so much as replicas, like uh, drones that look like insects, but insects uh, in theory and in practice, little teeny tiny things with little tiny wings, etc. These are things that have also been developed, and they've been in development for a very, very, very long time. Robert Wood, an engineer and researcher at Harvard University, led the development of something called a robo-bee, a bee-sized robot with the ability to lift off the ground and hover midair when tethered to a power supply, but they can, of course, make these so they don't have to be tethered to a power supply. At some point, they're supposed to replace real bees because bees have been on a steady decline. That's blamed on colony collapse disorder. It's probably more so the HMF or the high fructose corn syrup derived from genetically modified corn. When heated, it turns into HMF, which is poisonous to honeybees, and that's largely what honeybees are fed and other bees are fed. An article from Business Insider in 2014 reported tiny flying robots are being built to pollinate crops instead of real bees. So they're trying to replace real bees with fake bees. And I'd imagine that those are probably a little more easy to engineer than a row bird or a robot bird or a pigeon bot, you know, or something to that effect. There are also other kinds of insects, not just birds and uh, 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 bees. These aren't the only drones. Other kinds of insects that, not that a bird is an insect, the other kind of insects that have also been turned into drones Uh, And those drones are meant for spying. And this is not a theory. This is what they're being designed to do. It's not a hidden thing. It's not a conspiracy theory or anything like that. These are very, very real things. And you can look them up for yourself if you don't believe me. Insect robots, including if you go to the internet and type this in if you want to see it for yourself. Tech HQ. Insect robots spring into action. Little tiny insect drones designed for agricultural tasks. Kind of look like little grasshoppers. Here's another article. This one from Live Science. Stackable gliding drones. Little gliding insect-like drones. Or the RoboFly. Gets its power from lasers. It's a little tiny insect-looking thing. And it's untethered, unlike those bee bots. It can fly without a tether. Here's another one. Cicada drones. They want to use cicada drones for hurricane research, kind of like that movie Twister with the Dorothy uh, container. Send up all those little tiny Pepsi cans into the core of the storm to get a readout of, of what's happening inside. These are cicada drones for hurricane research. 
So some of it's for, quote, science, researching hurricanes, other for agricultural purposes, for pollinating flowers and crops because bees seem to be dying off. So they got robo bees, robo flies, a robo fly. And the robo fly is a little, little tiny. It doesn't really look like a fly. It's a little tiny, itty bitty little thing. But they have robot designs for pretty much everything. It's not just insects and some birds. There's robots that swim like manta rays. They're robots that hover in water like jellyfish. There are robo robots or robo fly, robo bee, all kinds of bees and insects and birds and things that can go in the water, on top of the water, under the water, that can hover, that can do all sorts of things. Just like real insects, just like real birds. So these are just a couple of the stories. So that takes us back to birds aren't real. So this 1976 movement, 1987, they ran this commercial, this advertisement about how birds aren't real, the government's replacing them with drones, sophisticated cameras. That's actually not too far from the truth. As popular mechanic re, uh, mechanics reports, February 16th, scientists turned dead birds into zombie drones to spy on humans. Scientists have long been interested in the aerodynamic intricacies of avian flight. New Mexico Tech professor Mostafa Hassan Alien told the new scientist, quote, instead of using artificial materials for building drones, we can use the dead birds and re-engineer them as drones. So this is a very real thing. Now, the birds aren't real movement, which did not respond back to this show for, a, for an interview or comment, which is routine when people see what I talk about. For some reason, they get nervous or offended or whatever the case is. But anyway, so I, I contacted them. Nobody responded. So I'm just reading from their website. They're an environmental type movement, been around since the 70s, and they are suggesting that birds aren't real as a PR stunt. So the conspiracy theory is not real. It's all kind of kind of tongue in cheek. Now, one of the people that have gotten a, got a lot of attention uh, from this, Peter McIndo, Peter McIndo, college dropout, and he's supposedly the... Um, uh, the kid who's behind a lot of the birds aren't real thing uh, movement, I except the, the problem is he's only last year, he's, 20, he's 25 years old now. So he's, he's younger. He was born in the late 90s. So he didn't start this whole movement. But Peter McIndo, he is a college dropout behind the birds aren't real movement today. And he's basically an actor. He's not really, not really a conspiracy theorist. So when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you more about birds aren't real. The parodying of these conspiracy theories, the parodying of these conspiracy theories, and some more about these insect and bird drones. More details about real birds, taxidermied birds, turned into flying machines. Remember that bird in uh, The Incredibles on the island? Mr. Incredibles' family came to the island to save him. And there's that little a bird on the branch and it opens its mouth it's got like that little megaphone in it, it starts broadcasting the alert 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 so you don't know what's real and what's not real maybe those birds outside my my uh, condo or townhome here is maybe they're not real i don't know 
More on this when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. might have heard that the bird, all those birds that you see flying around every day, don't even pay attention to them. Poop on your car, fly in front of your car, driving down the road, perched on the side of your, your roof or your fence or something, power lines. A lot of people think those birds are not real. They think that they're robots that are sent to spy on them by the government or some shadow agency or corporation. Birds aren't real is. An actual movement, though, it's not just a conspiracy theory from the internet age or the social media age. Birds Aren't Real began in 1976 to bring attention to bird genocide. In 1987, they ran a television advertisement bringing awareness to the replacement of these dead birds with sophisticated robots that have the ability to spy. The modern Birds Aren't Real movement However, is considered very real by many, though others know it is a parody or a parrot e. The conspiracy theory, though, is strong with a handful of people on the internet. You have to try to differentiate between what is real and what is not real, not just the birds, but the activists. There are hundreds of activists who say birds aren't real to draw attention to bird genocide and environmental issues. 
CBS News reported back in May of last year parodying conspiracy theories with the birds aren't real movement. The article says Peter McIndo, the founder of Birds Aren't Real, although Birds Aren't Real supposedly goes back to the 70s, is running this movement. He's basically a, an actor. And he said that the Birds Aren't Real movement is fake. It's just a, just a ploy. His movement of self-described bird truthers are protesters who don't actually believe birds aren't real. But they do say bird drone surveillance is a crisis. Again, it's, it's, not, it's not real. They chant, if it flies, it spies. If it f- flies, it spies. Birds aren't real. But people, some people actually believe this. They actually believe that birds are not real. Now, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't around in the 70s, okay? So I don't know if the movement was around in the 70s. They claim they are on their website. I don't know. They claim they've been active since the 1970s. They have a 1987 advertisement about how birds have been replaced by robots. Let me play you that clip again. But I don't know. I wasn't alive in the 80s, so maybe this was just edited today. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. We all remember where we were when that happened. But what if I told you that something far greater was at play in this very moment? A saga of government corruption so entrenched in our society that to expose it would make Watergate a mere footnote in the pages of history. For the last few years, my team and I have been investigating the biggest crime ever perpetrated on the American people. Since the Eisenhower administration, the U.S. government has been committing genocide on the entire bird population and replacing these birds with sophisticated robot replicas equipped with five megapixel cameras and a sophisticated tracking system that can follow your every movement. I know this is horrifying, but please remember, stay calm. It is estimated that by 2001, 90% of the birds that we see in the sky will actually be surveillance robots. We must. Okay, so this is a parody. Obviously, this is it's a joke. It's a joke. It's not real. It's meant to bring people's attention to environmental issues, to bird genocide, etc. The thing is, birds as surveillance drones is not so crazy of an idea. Insects as surveillance drones is not so crazy. Now, this video from the 80s is, is uh, supposed to be from the 80s. Uh, I, I can't talk to somebody from the movement. I tried to talk to them, so I, I'm pretty sure by looking at this, I'm pretty sure this is a, a relatively recent thing that's been made. I don't, I don't think this is actually from the 1980s. I'm just taking you through my observance of, of this particular movement. So it, lo- it looks like they made this thing up to make it look like they've been around for this long. Have people believed that birds aren't real for that long? There's, there's probably some people who have thought this for a long time. I really don't know because nobody from the group will, will, will connect with me and talk with me. So I don't know. The point is, though, whether this group existed in the 70s and the 80s or if they're brand new, just a random recent conspiracy theory. The point is some people actually believe that birds aren't real and they don't actually think that this is just a a tongue-in-cheek environmentalist uh, message to get people's attention. Some people actually think this is very real. Now, I would 
file this under Flat Earth. I would file this under Pizzagate. I would file this under, uh, let's see, what are some other, all oh, the Tataria. We did a show in Tataria, the, the mud flood thing. I'd file this under all those things. Uh, I don't know. To me, there's just some things that feel as if they're a joke. They feel as if they are meant to be psychologically manipulative. And, I mean, birds aren't real isn't even a real movement per se. It's not about birds aren't being real. It's about environmental issues. It's a kind of a joke. Uh, but some people actually believe it. And there are plenty of people who believe uh, Tataria and believe the earth is flat. And I don't know, maybe Tataria is a real thing. Maybe the earth's flat. I, I don't know. You know, a lot of the earth is flat stuff is, I mean, earth is, or the earth is flat is an idea that was around for hundreds or thousands of years. And then recently it's been revitalized and it's not really what people used to think it was. Like people had a different idea of what the earth being flat meant. So they've changed the idea of what a flat earth means in the same way that, you know, Pizzagate, if you will, really changed the, uh, the idea or the, the fact that there is a tremendous amount of child abuse and child trafficking from powerful, uh, you know, religious institutions to powerful political groups. These like the Franklin scandal was a very real thing. The finders cult that worked with the the federal government's a very real thing. You know, Jeffrey Epstein's a very real person, and so is Jimmy Saville and so many others. These are real people. These are real things. But Pizzagate took something real and made it a joke and turned everybody on the Internet into these Internet sleuths. Everybody could decipher the secret code. It's almost like a, a, a coloring book for kids or giving a kid a fake steering wheel in the back of the car, right? It makes them feel as if they're, they're driving the car. It gives them, it's like an activity book gives them something to do so that their their attention can be held. And that's kind of what I feel like a lot of these conspiracy theories really are. It, it's just something to hold the public's attention. Don't ask too many questions or don't ask the right questions. You can ask a lot of questions, just really stupid questions. There are stupid questions, by the way. Ask a lot of stupid questions. Take a lot of precious time and energy and focus it on stuff that's nonsense and again, all the birds aren't real, that this is a parody, this is a joke. Uh, Peter McIndo, very young guy, 25, I think he's 25 years old now, who start, supposedly started this movement, it's the same thing with the Area 51 guy, the Storm Area 51 guy. I forget that guy's name, but he didn't, he didn't start the Area 51, or Storm Area 51 movement. That was largely Heather Wade and Art Bell. Okay, it, it wasn't some meme on the internet that started with this this guy. It, it's the same. It's probably the same kind of a thing with birds aren't real. People probably have believed this for a long time, and then this movement, an environmental movement, it starts, you know, suggesting that birds aren't real. They're all placed by robots, and they have these advertisements from the '80s. I don't think they're actually from the '80s. They just edited it to look like that. But a lot of people actually believe it. And a lot of people, as a result of that, 
uh, are being played and tricked by movements that are fake movements, and it just shows how gullible people really are. And that's kind of the whole point. I, like, I, I don't know. Maybe Birds Aren't Real is a movement that started in the 70s. I, I don't know. You know, even if I was speaking to the founder of this group, Peter McIndo, I mean, he can tell me what what he's done, but I'm sure there were people before Peter McIndo who also thought <laughs> birds weren't real. I mean, you don't have to listen to this guy tell you about his movement to know that people believe things like this without any pushing, without any suggesting, without any implication. I mean, I've looked outside and seen birds sitting on my 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 back porch wall or my front porch wall, and I, I honestly didn't know who Peter McIndo was. I didn't know anything about birds aren't real. I just I just I actually was jo- to be honest with you, I was joking about it one day. I said I think these birds are spying on us, and this is just a conspiracy theory I've never heard of. And my fiance Hope, she said, "You never heard of that? That's like a real thing. People actually think that." And I said, "I was like, get the hell out of here." <laughs> and she she's like, "No." She's like, look, at, and she showed it to me on the internet. And at the internet, it was like Instagram or something. I was like, get the hell out of here. People don't actually believe the birds aren't real. I said, I said that they, there really are surveillance insect drones and bird drones, but they don't always look like the real thing. Like, those are, that's real. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But people can't actually believe that all the birds on planet Earth have been, have been replaced by robots. Um, but some people do, and maybe they're right. I don't know. I mean, birds, I've read different numbers. I, I, I've Nobody has any clue. Nobody's counted all the birds. I mean, researchers estimate there's anywhere between 50 billion to 430 billion is what I read from National Geographic. 50 billion to 430 billion. It's a big, big rough estimate. Birds on planet Earth. They've also estimated there's like it was like a few hundred million trees. Now it's like four. It was like now it's like billions of trees. And it's like maybe there's trillions of trees. We have no idea how many trees are on planet Earth. It's just rough estimates based on grids and, you know, things like that. But it's it is true that bird populations, it, at least again, it's an estimate, have been declining since sometime around the night. Is it like 1950s? Um, but even before that, birds have reportedly, like this is something we can quantify since the 1950s, uh, but birds have also been declining according to, I, I guess, the historical record since like the 1500s. I, I don't know how ornithologists can quantify that. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a, an ornithologist. I'm not a historian about birds, so I really don't, I really don't know. But uh, there was a study conducted... Uh, it was published in, by Autobahn back in 2022. And the study says more than half of U.S. birds are in decline. This new report that came out last year from the Autobahn says an alarming study reveals that the population of North American birds has dropped nearly 30% since 1970. That's almost 3 billion birds gone. But again, we're talking about estimates of how many birds are on planet Earth Estimates of bird declines since the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then estimates of bird declines from the 1500s. It's hard to even tell what the climate was in the 1500s, even with ice core samples and things like that. Okay, and tree ring samples. How are you going to quantify how many birds are on this planet? I'm not saying that this is nonsense science. I'm just saying that it's 
hard to quantify that. Like, I don't even know if the two birds that land on my back porch and look in my my back window that I joke about being drones, I don't even know if they're the same birds that, that are on the front porch. They might be different birds. There's like 50 hummingbirds that fly into my, the feeders that we have. Uh, you know, I, I, they all look different. I, I don't know if they're the same bird. How do you quantify that? They're not tracking every bird. They don't have 430 billion tracking devices on birds. So this is just some some stuff to think about when we when we consider consider this parity, if you will, is that, you know, it's it's just like with flat earth. Flat earth has been around a long time, but now the modern flat earth theory is well, slightly different than the old flat earth theory. It's different for a lot of reasons, not just in terms of what is believed, but in terms of what we think we know that can disprove some of the flat earth theory. In the same way that if you go to birds aren't real, uh, you know, their website, which is a, it's a fun website, birdsaren'treal.com, says birds aren't real. The movement began in the 70s and it's a preventative cause against bird genocide. And then they couldn't stop bird genocide. So they decided to um, bring attention to the fact that birds are actually just robots and they're the replica robots. And they have this advertisement from the 80s. I think it's edited in more contemporary times. Uh, here is an interview with uh, the one of the movement's representatives back in 2019. Let's see what he has to say about birds aren't real. I consider myself to be an average American. I wake up in the morning, wash my car, and I have an avid disbelief in avian beings. Maybe you've seen the billboard near the <laughs> Highland Strip or heard the story on Wednesdays Live at 9. A campaign called Birds Are Not Real brings his efforts to the Mid-South. And this morning, we are joined by one of the messengers of the movement. Peter McIndoe is here to tell us how this all came about. See, we want to emphasize you were see, not I, I can't get people like this to come on my show anymore. I don't know why that is. It, it must be something political or something religious or, I don't know, maybe people are offended by my, lo my show logo. Founder. No, ma'am. We put the billboard here because we wanted to bring it to the biggest city in the world, you know, the Paris of the West. Uh, so we brought it to Memphis, Tennessee. From 1959 through 2001, the government mercilessly genocided over 12 billion birds and simultaneously replaced them with surveillance drones in disguise. Sometimes I'll travel internationally, go to the Himalayas, just to breathe the drone-free air. So this is really satire. I mean, you don't really believe that that happened, correct? This is a satirical uh, campaign to make the point that what? <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like, no, it's not satire. I really do believe this. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of offensive. Um, okay. We do not find this to be a humorous issue. This is serious. This is life or death. This movement came about in 1976. Um, just to avoid any, you know, liberal media hit job. Since the billboard went up in Memphis, uh, crime has actually dropped by 43%. We're expecting the key to the city at any time from the mayor. There's been a reaction of supporters and loyal bird truthers coming out, um, saluting, bowing. It's almost become almost like a, like a sacred pilgrimage. This billboard means more to me than my own life. All right, Peter, we appreciate you being with us this morning. Thank you very much. All right. Okay, so <laughs> I'm being serious tonight, by the way. Like, this is, I'm, I'm really trying to dissect this. So the, the lady here on the news asks, and this is from their website, asks uh, 
the the founder of the movement. This is satire, right? And I'm quite sure he's playing a part. I don't really think he actually believes this, but if he does, it doesn't really matter. But the, the, the weird thing is, no matter if the movement began in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, or last week, and no matter if this kid who supposedly started the movement, uh, which I always have a hard time believing the face of a movement is who actually started it, like Storm Area 51. I know the kid they said started that didn't start it. I remember listening and seeing uh, Heather Wade and Art Bell talk about this, and I remember the post on Facebook, and then this kid got all the credit. Uh, but this this kid, uh, Peter McIndo, I don't know what he actually believes. Uh, maybe he believes they're real. Maybe he believes they're not. I, I really don't know, and I really don't care. But when she asks him, is this satire? And he's like, oh, no, it's, it's very real. It's, it's kind of offensive. The, the, the ironic thing is, is that you even if you looked at it from the point of view of it being real, or you looked at it from the point of view of it being satire, the fact is that according to the Audubon Society, bird populations actually have been on the decline since at least the 1970s, probably even before that, 1950s, 1960s. So even if it is satire or a parity, parity, trying to be clever, then it is, very, I'm not joking, bird populations have been declining since at least the 1970s. And that data took a while to put together. So, you know, so it's probably the late 1950s, early 1960s, somewhere around there. And the scientists have noticed, or ornithologists have noticed, bird populations have declined. It's a very real thing. It's very, it's very real. It's, I'm not a, I'm not joking about that. Uh, you can, if you don't believe me, take a look at the Audubon Society, and they have a. This was just a few months ago, actually, October 2022. The U.S. State of, or the United States, or it says the 2022 U.S. State of the Birds report shows plummeting bird populations across almost all habitats while highlighting the need for further conservation efforts, which is kind of what the Birds Aren't Real movement is supposed to be. It's supposed to be about conservation and ecology and things like that. And even if it is satire, it's also not satire because bird populations really have been declining. Now, I'll tell you my... I mean, I, I, would, I would interview this kid. I would talk to this Peter McIndo kid. Okay, and I would have him on the show, and I would have a discussion with him. I sent out a message, but nobody's gotten back to me. I, I would have a real conversation with him. Okay, I don't know who he is. I've never spoken to him. My opinion is that he's not a great actor, and he kind of seems like an arrogant kind of college-type student, although he dropped out of college. Kind of gives me that impression. Maybe he's a great guy, though. I don't know. That was my impression of him. But regardless of what he actually believes or what this movement is about, the fact is what he's saying is, is actually true to some extent. That's, that's the weird thing. That's the baffling thing. And if this is really a conservation ecology type movement, then in my opinion, he's doing the, the, um, the state of ecology, the state of ornithology, the state of birds, uh, a, a disservice because people take it as a joke. Birds aren't real. They've been replaced by drones. Oh, that's a stupid conspiracy theory. Actually, it's not so stupid. It is a conspiracy theory, but it's not so stupid because bird populations really have been declining since at least the 1970s. The Audubon Society reports 30% reduction in birds overall in North America over the past 50 years. So that is actually real, and we'll get into that Audubon report when we come back from break here in a few minutes.
the uh, report that they're reporting on is a study conducted by the North American Bird Conservation Initiative, NABCI, saying that there certain of these birds in the study are the tipping point species, and they are on track to lose another 50% of the populations in the next 50 or so years. So very, very real. The other weird, weird, real thing about what this kid is saying, and I don't think that I don't think that he's that he's this clever kid that came up with all this to prove a point. I just think it's kind of a silly conspiracy theory. I don't know what he's getting out of it. Maybe he really is an environmentalist. I, I don't really don't, I don't know. But what he's saying is also kind of true. And any interview I've seen, like there's if I was this kid and I was being interviewed, I would bring attention. If even if I was conning people and making this up, I'd bring attention to the fact. I'd say, well, the Audubon Society has reported that based on the NABCI, the North American Bird Conservation Initiative, they've conducted a study of birds every year since 2009. They're saying that a number of birds, 67 or so, maybe 70 or so birds, uh, are declining, teetering on the edge of of disaster. And that's something official. You can go look up and confirm that for yourself. In fact, just recently in October of last year, just a few months ago. And not only that, but now you could say bird populations are declining. That's a very real thing. And according to not just popular mechanics, but numerous other websites, scientists have turned not only insects or the concept of insects, the, the body type and des- natural design of an insect into drones and birds as well, but they're actually turning taxidermy birds into drones. New Mexico Tech professor Mostafa Hasanelian said that they're using real dead birds and re-engineering them as drones instead of using artificial materials for building the drones. So the this is really real. Let's try to recap this so uh, we have an idea of where we're going in the next hour. So here's the bottom line. There's a group called Birds Aren't Real. They claim they've been around since the 1970s. Maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. There is an advertisement from the 80s. Maybe it's from the 80s. Maybe it's more recent. Their website doesn't say it's probably more recent. Maybe it is from the 80s. And the advertisement is a discussion on how it's, an, it's a minute long. And it's a discussion on and an, an basically a PR, uh, public relations kind of a thing, uh, to bring attention, a PSA, to bring attention to bird genocide and how birds are actually being replaced by robots. And then there's this kid, Peter McIndo, who runs Birds Aren't Real, the group, probably making a lot of money off of it. Uh, a lot of people that follow the the group are sort of like him. They're they're supposed to just be actors, according to CBS News, to bring attention to all this. I don't think he's a particularly good actor. And just like with uh, Storming Area 51, I'm not sure if Peter McIndo is the real founder of this group or any. I, I really don't know. Then we have... You know, that little interview I just played with him on the local news where he's like, no, this is not a joke. That's offensive. You would suggest this is a joke. But he doesn't actually, at least in that short interview, you got that little tiny short interview. You'd think that if he's even slightly serious about it, he'd say that, yeah, the bird populations of North America have been declining 
by leaps and bounds since the 70s. That's something that's quantifiable. If you're just running a con, you could use that as evidence or proof of your con. If you're just joking around to prove a point, you could still use that if that evidence, that information to prove the point. And this has been known before this Autobahn story that I'm reading, this report that just came out last year. Bird populations have been declining. And then... For many years now, bird drones, insect drones, etc. have been flying around. Universities, government, military, etc. So this is all a very, very real thing. In fact, the U.S. military has been planning to use winged insect-like micro drones to spy. And then we find out that taxidermy birds are actually being turned into drones. So it's very real. Maybe the, the conspiracy theory is manifesting this in real life. Birds have been on the decline and birds are being replaced by drones as a real thing, but it's also a parity. More on this when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable, the secret teachings.info. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. Stay with us. We'll be back. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food Philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero. When you're at ground zero And crawl up to the fall Back to me 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. We all remember where we were when that happened. But what if I told you that something far greater was at play in this very moment? A saga of government corruption so entrenched in our society that to expose it would make Watergate a mere footnote in the pages of history. For the last few years, my team and I have been investigating the biggest crime ever perpetrated on the American people. Since the Eisenhower administration, the U.S. government has been committing genocide on the entire bird population and replacing these birds with sophisticated robot replicas equipped with five megapixel cameras and a sophisticated tracking system that can follow your every movement. I know this is horrifying, but please remember, stay calm. It is estimated that by 2001, 90% of the birds that we see in the sky will actually be surveillance robots. We must act now to prevent this from going any further. Join us, and together we can make 19 87, the year that we take back our freedom. You are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Birds aren't real, or are birds real? Birds aren't real is an actual movement. Some people actually believe birds aren't real. But it's not merely a wacky conspiracy theory from the internet age or social media age. Birds Aren't Real supposedly goes back to the 1970s. Supposed to be a movement to stop bird genocide. In 1987, they supposedly ran an advertisement bringing awareness to the replacement of dead birds with sophisticated robots that have the ability to spy on you. That's what you just heard. But when did that movement actually begin? And is that PSA about bird robots old or recently edited? I don't know. And it doesn't really matter to the overall theme of tonight's show. Because the modern birds aren't real movement, supposedly started by Peter McIndo, is considered very real by many people. Others know it's just a parody or a parody. But here's the really odd thing. And I mean this so seriously. The very odd thing. Satire or not, bird populations have been declining rapidly. At least officially. Since the 19. 50s, late 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The Audubon Society reported in October of 2022 on a study conducted by the North American Bird Conservation Initiative, NABCI, showing how bird populations have been declining steeply for at least 50 years. And here's another odd thing. Satire or not, not only have insects been used as models for robotic drones, but so have birds. And now, Popular Mechanics reports on February 16th, 2023, just a few days ago, last week, that taxidermy birds are literally being turned into cyborgs or cybirds. So that's kind of strange, don't you think? Birds aren't real is a movement. Some people think it's real. Some people think it's not real. Maybe it began in the 70s. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it's just this teenager-looking kid. He's in his 20s. Played the interview for you a few minutes ago. 
Sounds like he's joking. Kind of sounds a little arrogant to me. I don't know this kid. I tried to reach out to the movement to get somebody to come onto the show. Nobody would come onto the show. So I wanted to do this show before anybody else in the radio world picked it up. And I listened to some of this kid's interviews and he just kind of seems like he's joking. The interviewer in this particular news story also says this is a satire. And he's like, no, it's kind of offensive. I think he's a really bad actor. I don't know if he's the actual founder or leader of the movement, just like the Storm Area 51 guy. He didn't start that. Art Bell and Heather Wade started that. I read the Facebook post. I was listening to Heather Wade when they were talking about it on air the first time. Just a PR stunt to get her more attention. That's what Art Bell was really good at. Radio drama. But satire or not, and it's weird this kid wouldn't bring these pieces of information to a, an interview. Um, that bird populations are declining. And that birds, maybe not, maybe they're not being replaced by drones. But birds literally now, like real birds that, that are taxidermied, are being taken and fitted with pieces of machinery like robot chicken or that robot spy bird in The Incredibles, the Pixar movie, where it sends out the alert to the island that there's an intruder. They're literally putting machine parts into taxidermied birds and turning them into flying machines or Spying machines. Now, this is not my opinion. This is not satire. This is not a joke. This is a very, very real thing. Now, before we get to the taxidermy, I want to take you back to a live science article from 2007. The article explains this. A shape-shifting robotic bird that can sweep through the skies without a peep has all the right stuff for ground surveillance and can even spy on its real-life inspiration, the common swift bird. Engineering students presented their designs of the so-called robo-swift at an annual design synthesis symposium at the Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands. So that is a very, very, very real thing. A robot bird. Now, these robot birds in this particular case, this is a 16-year-old story, mimic real organic birds, but with new technology, uh, they could mimic real birds, taking taxidermy birds, for example. The article from Live Science says, like real birds, the robot can adjust both the wing shape and surface, uh, surface area, excuse me, continuously throughout the flight. My little article moved here. Service area uh, continuously throughout the flight. Onboard lithium polymer batteries power an electromotor that drives a propeller allowing RoboSwift to follow a group of real birds for 20 minutes or perform ground surveillance for an hour. The RoboSwift's propeller can also fold back to reduce air drag. RoboSwift carries three onboard micro cameras with two mounted on the wing and one in the belly pointing downward. A display mounted to the roboplane's head will beam the images to the ground where pilots can get a ha-ha-ha bird's-eye view. There are other bird 
like Drones, RoboSwift, Bionic Swift, and PigeonBot, which is just a great name, PigeonBot. These kinds of flying machines, flying robots, are not just birds. They're more popular probably with insects. You can look up a whole variety of flying insect stories. Live Science has a lot of articles on them. May 17th, 2018, wireless RoboFly looks like an insect, gets its power from lasers. A new type of flying robot is so tiny and lightweight, about the weight of a toothpick, it can perch on your finger. The little flitter is also capable of untethered flight and is powered by lasers. So that is a flying insect, little robo-fly. Then there, of course, is a variety of almost like grasshoppers or dragonfly-like drones. There are cicada drones used for hurricane research. July 28th, 2017, another Live Science article. I'm using Live Science because that's where I read the original insect drone article back in, um, well, the article was from 2007. I think I read that in like 2012 or something. And I actually have a section on these robot drones. It's just a very short section. My book, The Technological Elixir, is 602 pages. Uh, you cut out the the intro and the you know the bio at the end. It's like probably 590. Uh, six by nine is the size. And uh, there's like three pages in that on robotic insects. So swarms of cicada drones could aid hurricane research. July 28th, 2017, researchers are developing a tiny gliding drone that can be dropped from airplanes to gather data directly from hurricanes. And these teensy tiny machines share a name with a noisy spring emerging insect. Close-in covert autonomous disposable aircraft MK5 or cicada is essentially a flying circuit board an autonomous GPS-controlled drone so inexpensive to make that it would be considered disposable after a single use. That's according to representatives from the U.S. Naval Research Laboratory. This insect, this cicada, unlike its noisy insect namesake, is very quiet. There's no motor. It is silent and virtually undetectable in the air, according to Naval Research Laboratory designers and scientists. It's a little tiny micro-aircraft. The U.S. military has also been planning to build other kinds of insect-like drones. The Elite Air Force Research Laboratory has partnered with innovative prototype specialist Arion Health LLC to create a model for insect-sized micro-drones, Working with a 2014 patent, you can see this is some old stuff we've talked about before. I have it in my book as well. The effort seeks to produce tiny craft capable of changing wing beats to maintain or modify velocity as bugs and birds do. According to a press statement announcing the partnership, the project will create, quote, a biomedic micro-robotic aircraft to perform insect-like maneuvers with two physical actuators, while utilizing minimal computer processing power. Controllable forces would be generated by the wings based on position and velocity profiles, resulting in time-varying wing upstrokes and downstrokes, which at times 
maybe a symmetrical. So there you have it. You have the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory and you have the U.S. Naval Research Laboratory working on cicada drones for hurricanes and working on micro drones, kind of like, um, well, little tiny uh, dragonflies or something to that effect. And they have a little robot video. A team of researchers from MIT, Harvard University, and City University of Hong Kong have developed tiny agile drones who look, act, and maneuver like actual insects. This new generation of tiny drones are powered by a new class of soft actuator made of thin rubber cylinders coated in carbon nanotubes. When voltage is applied to the carbon nanotubes, they produce an electrostatic force that squeezes and elongates the rubber cylinder. Repeated elongation and contraction is what causes the drone's wings to beat very fast and with enough power density to actually support flight. Typically, drones require wide open spaces because they're neither nimble enough to navigate confined ones nor robust enough to withstand collisions in a crowd. However, these insect-sized drones can flap its tiny wings nearly 500 times per second, giving it the ability to recover if hit or involved in a collision, and do some aggressive maneuvers like somersaults in the air. This insect-like resilience is packed into just 0.6 grams, the approximate weight of a large bumblebee. The researchers hope one day the robots could aid humans by pollinating crops or completing search and rescue missions and navigating complex machinery to ensure safety and functionality. So that's a very real thing. There are real insect drones and I mentioned the bee drones earlier. There are bee drones or bee bots. Type that into the internet. You'll find it. Bee bots. Robert Wood, an engineer and researcher at Harvard University, led the development of these robo-bees. Described as bee-sized robots with the ability to lift off the ground and hover midair when tethered to a power supply. However, some of these don't need a power supply, like the robo-fly. And they can fly using lasers, or I'm sure they'll have little tiny batteries and won't need the lasers either. So this is also a very, very real thing. Robotic birds, robotic bees, and of course, robotic dragonflies, robotic flies, just general robots. They got the cicada, and that's being developed by the United States Naval Research Laboratory. The other micro-insects, uh, whether that's for pollination or whether that's, you know, the dragonfly or, you know, the whatever the case is, they've got the little tiny uh, insects for you know, they can replicate anything. Uh, that's being developed by the United States Air Force Research Laboratory. Uh, the robo-fly and the... This is like a um, kind of like a grasshopper looking thing. Uh, TechHQ.com jump to it. Insect robots spring into action. Jumping insect robots could provide remote imaging on the ground to complete agricultural uh, to yeah to complement agricultural drones monitoring crops from the air. And that is a story, by the way, from January thirty first, 
2023, just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So these are old stories. We start in 2007 with the robotic birds. They don't really look like birds per se. And we end up in 2023 with not only these insect drones for agriculture, but we end up with scientists turning dead birds into zombie drones. Now, this is just a attention-grabbing headline, but I want to read you this article from Popular Mechanics because you know there's insect drones. I just played you some clips. I read the articles to you. Just a few examples. There's plenty more. And we know there's bird drones. Read you one of the examples of bird drones and some of the other kinds of bird drones. There's the uh, the pigeon bot, Bionic Swift, and the 2007 article talking about the Robo Swift. But as technology progresses and as an understanding of micro flight, if you will, progresses with technology, we move on to bigger and better things or more realistic things. The pigeon bot and the bionic swift are just two examples of robotic birds that fly. Now, scientists at New Mexico Tech have taken things a step further by transforming taxidermied birds into Frankenstein drones. And the results are, and I agree with popular mechanics, they're pretty convincing in comparison with these other robot drones. Instead of using artificial materials for building drones, we can use the dead birds and re-engineer them as drones. That's according to New Mexico Tech professor Mostafa Hassan Alian. Now, if you go to the internet and you type what I'm about to tell you in, you can actually read the research that was published by this professor from the University of New Mexico Tech University, uh, New Mexico Tech University. Uh, and it is from the Aerospace Research Central. Aerospace Research Central. This is the whole headline of the article. Taxidermy birds as platform for flapping wing drones, a bio-inspired mechanism for wildlife monitoring. It says this, the paper looks into the use of taxidermy birds on flapping wing drones so that wildlife monitoring will be more seamless and natural. By using 3D flapping and aerodynamic simulators, limits of aerodynamic flapping characteristics could be set for the drone for a specific set of wings. This allowed the implementation of flapping mechanisms and testing of the aerodynamics of the flapping wing drone. It is discovered that although it is difficult to create such a drone, it is very practical for research purposes and can keep nature undisturbed. Improvements on the flapping wing drone would be to, uh, to make the overall drone look more natural. Spur gears can be changed to helical gears or helical gears, so there is reduced noise and an increase in longevity. Bendable wrists would help in making the wings more flexible in flight. Adding different flight options to the drone could yield an easier user experience and aid in a more natural flight. They could also do this other thing where they improve the drone and add legs so that the drone can perch and monitor without using much battery. This report was published by that New Mexico Tech professor 
and a handful of others, Muhammad Moen Khan, Paige Gee, Jared Upshaw, and Mostafa Hassanelian. And that is in the journal Aerospace Research Central. Just a recent publication. If you're interested in looking up some of these robot birds, other than the taxidermy ones, the pigeon bot, what it tells us about the future of flight, popular mechanics. Drones are cool, but robotic birds are better. Robot birds, bionic swift with wings made of foam. So this is a very, very real thing. With the taxidermy birds, we're literally able to replace birds with robots that look like birds. And if we put little legs on them, according to this study, uh, you know, it's just a theory. We could, we, could, we could put little legs on them so they could perch and monitor without using much battery. They wouldn't have to sustain themselves in the air, sustain themselves in flight. Well, that's a pretty disturbing idea, right? Because obviously it's not just going to be wildlife who is monitored. It could theoretically be humans as well. In your house, your bedroom, your living room, wherever. Monitoring you in the wild, in the woods, at the beach, wherever. And if these things are quiet and sound and look, or at least blend in with, real insects or real birds... I mean, if you're going to spy on somebody, you probably don't want a spy bird. You probably want something really tiny and small. A little tiny insect. Doesn't make any noise. Just kind of... Maybe if it gets up to your ear, you can hear the zzzz. But just a really tiny, small thing. If you want to monitor and spy on people. You could also do that through their phones. You could also do that through satellites. You could also do that through their computers and their TVs and tablets. And you don't need an insect drone to spy on them. But at least theoretically, if we're going to use robot birds that look like birds because they're using the structure, the skeletal remains, if you will, the outside of the bird, the taxidermy bird, as the as the body of these mechanics inside and outside, kind of like that bird that they made in uh, Bug's Life. They made that big fake bird to scare the grasshoppers away. So they're basically taking, it looks like a real bird, but there's mechanics inside of it. It's a very, very real thing. It's not a satire. It's not a joke. It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's not an environmentalist message mixed with conspiracy theories. It's not laughable. It's a very, 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 very real thing. And it's also very, 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 very true that since the 1970s, and this data takes a while to accumulate and go through and quantify, so I'm... I'm assuming that this is at least from the late 50s into the 60s. Then they start getting the data in the 70s and looking at it and saying, okay, since the 70s and since this data from the 60s and 70s, we've seen a reduction in bird populations. Uh, Estimates are that 51 or 52%, over half of everything on this planet, every species on this planet is avian, is bird. More than half the planet is avian. This is not planet of the apes. This is planet of the avians. And because of that, you know, that idea kind of <laughs> kind of goes along with the, um, with the notion that birds aren't real or that birds are controlling the world because they're just, and they're avian, they're reptilian. Reptilians run the world. So, you know, these kinds of ideas really play 
uh, and they're really a parody or a parity of conspiracy theory, if you will. This is Planet of the Avian. It's a parody. But it's also very real. Birds aren't real. The movement, supposedly run by this kid, Peter McIndo, uh, is a real movement. And I'm sure that no matter when it began, there were always people that questioned, are those birds real? You know, are they spying on me? There's at least one person I'm sure that's been thinking that, you know, or who thought that uh, before birds aren't real was a was an actual movement. I don't know where they're getting their money from. This kid's got money to put billboard. He dropped out of college. He's got money to put billboards up. That stuff's expensive. Where do they get their money for this stuff? I, I just don't get that. It's like all the the people that don't have jobs, but they just tell people, I, I talk to aliens. I talk to greys, you know. I talk to reptilians and they just people just throw money at these people. How about the I talk to aliens? Can I have some money, please? I'll show you my boobs, like all the YouTube whores, you know, all the UFO whores. I'll show you my tits and then can I get money, please? A little bit of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Radio's therapeutic for me, so I, I apologize. I excuse me. I excuse me. So the bird aren't birds aren't real, it's a real movement, but the guy that kind of is the face of it with some of the people that work alongside of him, you know, these fake protests in, in California they've had, you can see that on their website, birdsaren'treal.com, which I encourage you to go to. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, it is true what they're saying, but they're not really saying what I'm saying. They're just like, birds aren't real. Government's been replacing birds with sophisticated drones. Okay. But if you want people to believe that, even if it's just to spread a message of, you know, birds or some birds are endangered, you could you could actually do a better service to birds and to ecology and conservation and all these things. If you were to make the forefront of your movement, not about parroting conspiracy theories, but about focusing on the fact that since the 70s, bird populations have officially been declining and that they estimate billions of birds have been killed. Now, they say 3 billion birds have been gone. The Autobahn reports this from the uh, NABCI, uh, the National or the North American, the National North American Bird Conservation Initiative. But they all, you know, they, they've estimated 50 to 40, 433 billion birds. So if you're estimating that's how many birds are on planet Earth, you can estimate 3 billion birds have died since the, you can't quantify this. Birds run into glass, birds get run over by lawnmowers, probably hit by cars you know, eaten by cats. Like how you can't, you can't really quantify how many birds have died, how many birds are alive. Like it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit effing ridiculous. Okay. If we're being frank, but like in terms of real science, quote unquote, real science, uh, the, the Autobahn society is, is pretty serious. And so is the North American bird conservation initiative. They're pretty serious and they're not just guessing. I mean, they are guessing, but they're not guessing without some science to support what they're saying. And the idea is that bird populations have been declining. I mean, if you look at, you look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, windmills, those windmills, the big, big windmills, not the old school, like medieval windmills, those big windmills that are supposed to power the earth. They kill thousands of birds a year. They're not green. They kill thousands of birds. The underwater uh, sonar mapping for offshore windmills, it's beaching whales. We've seen like half a dozen just this year. It's not green. 
a lot of things kill animals. A lot of things kill birds and insects, and we don't even think about it. Are birds real? Are they not real? Well, they're probably real, but it's very possible to replace them with insect or, you know, with insect-like drones, with drones that actually look like birds and act like birds, but they're robots. More on this after break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. So satire or not, the birds aren't real movement might be onto something. Bird populations have been declining rapidly, at least officially, since the 1950s and 70s. Scientists estimate there are 50 billion to 430 billion, just, you know, rough estimates somewhere in between there. Birds on planet Earth, they say that since the 60s and 70s, that these birds have uh, started to die off and uh, some species completely. Others, they've lost about 3 billion birds. I mean, you can't, you're guessing 50 to 430 billion and then you're saying, well, 3 billion died. You don't, they don't know for sure. They have no idea. But groups that really care about birds, like the Autobahn Society, and I'm sure they do some suspicious, shady stuff, uh, but like the World Wildlife Fund and stuff like that. But the Autobahn Society, they care about birds. And they reported in October 2022, just a few weeks ago, really a few months ago, on a study conducted by the North American Bird Conservation Initiative, NABCI. And they were showing in this study that bird populations have been declining steeply for at least 50 years. So birds actually have been dying off. 
Here's one way they die off. Windmills that are supposed to be green. Here's another way they die off. Windmills, not just on land, but in the ocean, kill seabirds. They don't just kill seabirds or land birds, if you will. They also kill whales because of the sonar and the mapping of the of the ocean floor where they want to put these windmills. Not very green, is it? Birds also routinely die next to cell phone towers, probably the radiation or something to that effect. So birds die for a lot of reasons. Probably not climate change. It's probably the things we do to stop climate change, like windmills, really, really green, as you have to have reportedly uh, diesel fuel to start them when the wind doesn't blow. And then, of course, you kill a lot of birds with those. It's like, I don't know what the number is officially because yeah, how they're counting all these birds. But I think it's like tens of thousands. I mean, they kill so many birds every single year. And I'm sure that whatever the official number is, I think it's like 4,000 or something. One in 4,000 bird deaths is caused by a windmill. One in 4,000. I mean, that's still a lot when you consider the fact that there are (laughs) so many birds I mean, one in 4,000 can add up pretty quick when you're talking about millions and millions of birds just in the United States alone or anywhere else you have these windmills. I mean, talking tens of thousands of birds. You know, it's just, it's just one out of one out of 4,000. Okay, well, how many thousand do you have? Well, we have a couple billion, a couple hundred billion. So looking at several thousand, tens of thousands a year, birds are killed. As if that's justifiable. It's like, oh, the windmills are safe. They don't kill any birds. And they do to kill some birds. And like, oh, well, it's like one in 4,000. Okay, well, that's still tens of thousands of birds. It's not very green, is it? Point is, though, birds die from a lot of things. And from an environmentalist point of view, a conservatist's point of view, an ecologist point of view, maybe an ornithologist's point of view, we got to stop these birds from dying. That's kind of what birds aren't real is supposed to be about, right? It's birds aren't real. They've all been killed. The government replaces them by robots. And it's satire. Some say it's not. Some actually believe it, whether they're officially aligned with that birds aren't real group or not. But here's the thing. Here's the, the really odd thing. Not only have insects been used as kind of like models for robotic drones in the form of cicadas or dragonflies or just average household flies, But so have birds. There's the robot or robo swift bird, robot bird, bionic swift robot bird, the pigeon bot, which is my favorite, the pigeon bot, and other less realistic designs. Now taxidermy birds are literally being turned into cyborgs or cybirds with the addition of mechanics like cameras and microphones. In essence, the very foundation of the satire or the very real conspiracy theory of birds aren't real, is in and of itself real. And now this is something that I would think, if, if birds aren't real, if they're really serious about either or, if they're really serious about the birds not being real, or if it's just a satire to bring attention to um, conspiracy theories or it's a satire to bring attention to you know environmental reasons because there's a lot of a lot of things that could be right some people actually think it's real some people think it's a satire to bring attention to uh you know ecology 
And others think it's a satire to bring attention to, uh, you know, conspiracies, just outlandish conspiracy theories. It does all those things. But either way you cut it, you know, <laughs> this it should be like the, the main talking point of the birds aren't real people. Bird populations are in decline, and there really are robot birds that can replace real birds. This is a real thing. Scientists from New Mexico Tech, like Mustafa Hassanelian, Mustafa and some of his other researchers, Paige Gee, Jared Upshaw, Muhammad Moen Khan, published this on January 19th, 2023. Taxidermy birds as platform for flapping wing drones, a bio-inspired mechanism for wildlife monitoring. They even talk about improving these drones by adding legs so the drone can perch and monitor without using much battery. That's kind of kind of fascinating, actually. So when you look out the window and you see those birds perched on a tree or on your patio or wherever, they're probably not drones if we're being objective and realistic here, but they could be drones. And the technology exists to create those drones and then to control them to, if they wanted to, the people that build them, to spy on you or your family or, you know, just to go out into nature and spy on nature, but to fit in, you know, to fit in, to follow the prime directive. It's a very, very real thing. Popular Mechanics says, although using a dead bird brings about its own messy challenges, it has the advantage of avoiding the need to design a bird wing. Yeah, nature already did that. It also helps the drone pass a real bird, thanks to, or pass as a real bird, thanks to the fact that it's adorned with real bird feathers. Mustafa, the New Mexico tech professor, has published more than a dozen papers analyzing drone flight and baking the biology of avian flight into the drone technology. For example, in February 2020, Professor Mustafa researched how biomimicking a bird flock's migratory patterns could make unmanned aerial vehicles more efficient. The goal of the study published in January, the one that I read you there, the goal of that study was to analyze the aerodynamics of a flapping wing drone and discern ways to make the drone more lifelike. A lifelike robo-bird zombie could have some serious real-world applications. Of course it could. The most obvious and altruistic is as a method for observing wildlife while limiting disruption to the natural environment. Drones are, of course, known to cause a lot of, a lot of noise and a lot of disturbance. So they can eliminate that with these new drones. While a realistic bird drone could be great for keeping an eye on reclusive wildlife, it could also turn its gaze on humans as a spy tool. You know, the CIA actually designed a nuclear-powered bird drone during the Cold War? Supposedly a very real thing. The CIA supposedly has been using insect and bird-like or insect-like drones for some time. It's a very real thing. You know, somebody could probably build this in their garage and use it to spy on their neighbors. I mean, even just standard go-to Best Buy, I think even some Walmarts sell drones. Just go buy one of those drones, people. 
use them to spy on people. They, I mean, like I, I remember when I, I lived in Orlando many years ago, drones were first becoming kind of a, a popular thing. And people were using drones to, they were flying them into the city and looking in apartment windows and high-rise buildings and watching women get undressed. And obviously that's what the average person's going to use it for. If the average, the average scumbag is like, I'm going to use my drone to spy on this girl and watch her get naked. You know, uh, you don't think that some big corporation thought the same thing, but they don't really need these drones to spy on you. That's, that's the other thing. They don't really need them to spy. They just need you to have a phone. <laughs> they just need you to have a, a laptop, you know, a computer in your house, a smart TV, smart light bulbs, smart dishwashers. Remember the former head of the CIA? will spy on you through your dishwasher. I have a whole section on that in my book, The Technological Elixir. All you need is a phone, folks. One of those black boxes in your car that the insurance companies tell you, we'll give you 10% off if you install this and let us track where you go and how fast you drive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like 10% off an already rigged price, an already inflated price, where you work with all the other insurance companies to, you know, overcharge, but it's not a, it's not a, a monopoly or it's not, uh, you know, you're not coercing to rip the public off. It's none of those things. You just all happen to charge the exact same price and nobody wants to offer a better deal. Same with the phone companies. I mean, the phone companies like AT&T, they have big, it's official, like big, big centers in major cities. I think it's like Houston, uh, Houston or Dallas, uh, he's like, I think it's Baltimore, like big cities around the U.S. They got these big facilities where they just track all of the information that comes in from the cell phone towers. And they just, it's basically an NSA, CIA, probably FBI, big technology uh, collusion. And that's like the the Intercept, uh, I think, was an article I read on that. You can just type it in AT&T spy offices. They're all over the country. They don't need insect or robot bird drones to track you, monitor you, listen to you, whatever. But it is possible, and not only possible, it's probable that you may have seen an actual robot drone that looked like a bird. You thought it was a bird, but it wasn't. Now, real birds are going to know. Okay, I doubt that they're going to have these things flying in pairs. Real birds are going to know. They'll know that it's not a real bird, obviously. But humans might have a hard time, especially if it's just like if, let's say that somebody wanted to spy on you with one of these birds, right? And you got your camera covered on your computer and you keep your cell phone in a Faraday cage and you don't have a smart TV, kind of like me. And maybe they wanted to spy on me with birds. Who they are, I don't know. But, you know, somebody wanted to spy on me with a bird. They could put a bird right outside the studio window here. I'm looking out the window. Got the window open. They got some trees out here in this wash. Put a bird right there on that branch. Look right through this window and look at me. I wouldn't know if that's a robot. Other birds would. And whoever's doing that doesn't really have a need to do that. I mean, they could still listen to me through my computer microphone. They could still listen to me through. I'm, there's something. I mean, my neighbors probably have, you know, cell phones. So they, they could probably, I mean, the walls are pretty thin. They could probably hear me, hear what I'm saying through those phones that my neighbors have. That's That's the other thing, though. You don't even need to be using the device of the person you're spying on. I mean, this is like kind of ancient history for some of us, including myself. 
I, I've known this for at least 14, 13, 14 years, even in high school, before I got into this. I remember I did a paper on how cell phones spy on you, and the teacher told me that's impossible, and I got a failing grade for it. She thought I made it up. It, it, it's a very real thing, and you know, Google says they'll map your room, look at what you have, design advertisements for you. They can triangulate your position in a party, in a crowd, with the sound of your voice, even if it's in a crowd with loud music and other people talking. So they don't, they don't need bird drones. They don't need cybirds or, you know, these parrotees. But they could theoretically be used for these kinds of operations. So rather, you know, whether the birds are real movement is real or it's satire to bring attention to environmentalism or if it's just to bring attention to outlandish conspiracy theories on the Internet. The fact is, everything that these people supposedly believe is real. Bird populations are reportedly declining I don't know how you quantify that, but that's the Audubon Society. That's the North American Bird Conservation Initiative. And others as well have pointed that out, probably because they want to convince us climate change is killing the birds. I mean, birds have been around a lot longer than humans. They make up over half of all species on planet Earth. So I'm pretty sure the birds are going to be okay. Pretty sure the birds are going to be okay. But that's probably why they tell us the bird populations are declining. But nevertheless... Not only are they reportedly declining, officially declining, but birds also can be taxidermied and then turned into drones. A very, very real thing. So the Birds Aren't Real website, they actually have another video. I've played two of their three videos, uh, the advertisement slash PSA about birds not being real. Supposedly from the 80s, maybe it is. It's probably made in more contemporary times. It doesn't say on their website. On YouTube, it you know they, they say that it was it was made recently, probably was, but either way, here is that advertisement. And then I'm going to play you something else they have on their website. Reportedly, this is a CIA agent confessing to bird drone surveillance. Probably uh, not real either. It's like oh, there's UFO uh, UFO uh, whistleblowers. Anyway, here is the 1987 advertisement. Reportedly, 1987 advertisement. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. We all remember where we were when that happened. But what if I told you that something far greater was at play in this very moment? A saga of government corruption so entrenched in our society that to expose it would make Watergate a mere footnote in the pages of history. For the last few years, my team and I have been investigating the biggest crime ever perpetrated on the American people. Since the Eisenhower administration, the U.S. government has been committing genocide on the entire bird population and replacing these birds with sophisticated robot replicas equipped with five megapixel cameras and a sophisticated tracking system that can follow your every movement. I know this is horrifying, but please remember, stay calm. It is estimated that by 2001, 90% of the birds that we see in the sky will actually be surveillance robots. We must act now to prevent this from going any further. Join us, and together we can make 1987 the year that we take back our freedom. They did a pretty good job making this look like a uh, an old video. I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, the interview of Peter, uh, the guy that supposedly runs this group, terrible actor. If if it is just acting, maybe he actually believes it. Uh, the next video here, though, is supposed to be a 
CIA agent, an ex-CIA agent, who's confessing to bird drone surveillance. This is another, another joke, another satire. I'm going to play it for you anyway, because why not? Ex-CIA agent. Rolly. Eugene, well, Eugene Price. It was just a couple of weeks ago that we saw your name mm -hmm. in that article. Yeah. Uh, and now we're sitting across from each other. So thank you mm -hmm. so much for doing this. Sure. Thanks. How do punks like, hold on a second. How do punks like this get the money to produce this kind of garbage? I, I don't understand. Uh, I know we talked off camera some, but just for our viewers who don't know much about you, can you give us some uh, on your background? Well, I started off in the military for a few years uh, in California. Okay. Then after I got out of the military, I was uh, doing security for the CIA. Mm -hmm. I was in D.C. in uh, 72. And then they moved me into domestic intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it's while I was there that, well, I saw some things that I, I really wish I hadn't seen. Are you referring to bird drone surveillance? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us some more about that? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'd, I'd been with the CIA for a few years. Mm -hmm. And then one morning, I got ordered to report to a military base. And I was briefed on something called Operation Water the Country. And when okay. I got... For those who don't know what that is, um, can you explain what that is? Oh, sure. It's a code name we use for the process of removing all the living birds. They used a uh, poison gas dropped from airplanes. Mm -hmm. Now after the li Combining a lot of conspiracy theories here, poison gas dropped from airplanes. Living birds were taken out of the picture. What was the next step? Well, they were replaced with fake birds. They were, they were electronic decoys. They could decoy, electronic decoy ducks. Watch people without them knowing it. What was your role in all of this? Like, how do you how do you know this information? I was in charge of destroying the evidence. It was believed at the time that it wouldn't be safe if the general public knew what was happening. Okay, okay. You, you mentioned evidence. What uh, what kinds of evidence are you talking about? Well, this went on for ten years. There was thousands of documents, blueprints, film footage, photographs, and so on like that. Did you keep anything? No. Nothing. Well, there might have been one or two things. Okay, so once again, I don't know how you feel, but that to me is, is just another parody video. There's so many UFO disclosure, whistleblower experts, X this, X that. It's all, almost all BS. Meanwhile, there's very good research and very good evidence that doesn't get discussed because of nonsense and garbage on the internet. Like, well, kind of an example of what, what you just heard, except that was about birds. And there's a lot of stuff online about UFOs and aliens, and it's, it's garbage like that. You know, the David Wilcott, Corey, good stuff. Now, this birds aren't real thing. Uh, it is, it is to most of us clearly satire, okay? But... Uh, a lot of people actually believe this, though. This is a very real thing. And it's blossomed into a conspiracy theory separate of birds aren't real. Like, if you go to their website, separate of the satire. Okay, and the birds aren't real, that's separate of the satire. They actually believe that birds aren't real. 
And if you believe that and you'd like to come onto the show and you can prove me wrong, you are welcome to come onto the show and prove me wrong. I've reached out to the group itself. Nobody from that group will come on the show, or at least uh, they uh, they maybe they didn't get my email, which is which is pretty common to be fair. So here's the point, and there's quite a bit of it. Uh, birds aren't real is not just a wacky conspiracy theory. It's actually a you know a, a real group, a real movement. And whether it's for satirical purposes to bring attention to environmental issues or it's to bring attention to internet conspiracies, they say that the group, the movement, has been around since the 70s and they've run PSAs before, which I played for you. Um, it's hard to tell what's real anymore. I mean, this this PSA looks pretty fake to me. So does the interview with the CIA agent, just more internet garbage and nonsense. And it makes me question, where do people get the money from for these kinds of things? Where does this kid where, to get the money to, to run all this? And if there's an easy way to figure out how he got the money, his parents were really wealthy, you know, he, he won the lottery, I don't know, something like that. It, you know, it, that would make a lot more sense. But why does stuff like this go viral? The algorithms have to allow it to go viral. And why would... The algorithms allow this to go viral. How does this kid get money? How do these how do these movements start? A lot of people actually believe this stuff. How does it start though? And why is it allowed to to circulate on the internet? It's just totally non total nonsense. But the odd thing is, satire or not, bird populations actually have been declining. And as I reported several times tonight, that. Audubon Society and the North American Bird Conservation Initiative have said that for about 50 years, officially, officially, this isn't birds aren't real. This is the Audubon Society, the North American Bird Conservation Initiative, and others have said that bird populations are declining across the United States. They estimate across the world, too. Now, part of that is because of the propaganda about endangered species and climate change and things like that. I mean, they estimate there's 50 to uh, to 430 billion birds on planet Earth. They say that 3 billion have died since the, <laughs> since the 50s, 60s, or 70s. I don't know how you quantify that. You know, birds get hit by cars. Bird, birds run into windmills all the time. They're supposed to be so green. But that's like the official thing. So it is true that bird populations have been declining. It's also true that other than the the insect robots, there are insect robots, cicadas and uh, flies and dragonflies. There's also robot birds. There's the robo or robot swift, the bionic robot swift or bionic swift, and the pigeon bot, pigeon robot. There's other less realistic designs. And of course, there's the taxidermied birds that look like real birds because they are real birds mixed and merged with Machines like Robot Chicken or the Robot Bird from The Incredibles or something like the fake bird made in that Pixar movie, A Bug's Life. So satire or not, satire for whatever, birds really are reportedly declining in number, although they make up more than half of the species on planet Earth. So birds are not going to become endangered at any point in my lifetime, maybe some species, but there have been plenty of species that have gone extinct without us even knowing it, we can theorize. Plenty of species. 
We identify and figure out and find out and see new things all the time. 99.9999999% of everything that's lived on this planet, you know, like kind of like George Carlin said, uh, is dead. And we didn't kill them all. So we didn't kill them all. It's just nonsense. It's like this weird mixture of politics and environmentalism and conservation and conspiracy theories. This is that Tataria stuff. Maybe you believe in Tataria. I did a whole show on it. It sounds like garbage. It sounds like more nonsense that somebody circulates on social media and for some reason the algorithms of YouTube and Google and Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook let that stuff on their websites, on their platforms, on their apps. And you have to wonder why. They can shut down anything, shadow ban anything or anybody, lock people out of their accounts, ban people, put people in jail. They just can't take down the Tataria stuff. They just can't take down the flat earth stuff. They just can't take down the birds aren't real stuff. Probably because somebody somewhere who's powerful and influential is benefiting from flat earth, Tataria, Storm Area 51, birds aren't real, Pizzagate, QAnon, etc., Somebody's benefiting from it. That's why I wanted to do tonight's show. And that's why I alluded in the first segment tonight to these PSAs and to this Birds Aren't Real movement. I mean, I am serious when I say I don't know this movement's been around longer than this kid. People have believed this for a long time. But that a lot of this stuff is, I suggested at the beginning of tonight's show, that it's very real. I didn't say that it was. I said that this is supposedly a movement from whenever in you know 1970s, and then they made this PSA in the 80s. Just gave you some general information. And we'll see how many people message me tonight and tell me, that's fake, but they didn't listen to the rest of the show. Or people that message me and say, oh my God, I knew birds weren't real, but they didn't listen to the rest of the show. I set my show up like that because I want to see, just as a little experiment, I want to see how information is discerned and how information is heard. I'm dead serious tonight when I'm telling you that based on the the science, bird populations are declining and there really are robot birds. And my whole premise tonight was based off of this popular mechanics article from February 16th. Scientists turn dead birds into zombie drones to spy on humans. I had to, I had to put this show together and kind of come up with an angle. And I, I, I hope that I did a good enough job that you have, um, some real perspective on this. That was my intention. That was my goal tonight. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Please check out our website, thesecretteachings.info. You can listen to all of our shows there. You can subscribe to the archive. So there's a free archive. If you listen, we get paid with those advertisements that are put in there by Spreaker. So listen as much as you want. Download as much as you want. It doesn't cost you anything, but we get paid or subscribe to the ad-free version of the show. You can support us directly. You get access to the montages, my digital books, Liberty Shrugged, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, or you can buy those books separately. www.thesecretteachings.info Our Twitter page, TST underscore underscore radio, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, The Music Tonight, White Bat Audio, Tonight's presentation, Planet of the Avians, a parity. It's a parity. Yeah, sometimes I think I'm clever. 
Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed, and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. I believe we have Mike D coming up tomorrow on the show, my good friend and long, long, long time co-host. We'll talk to you then. spaceships uh, you're not going to find heaven they're not physical places what happened before the big bang the church of course